We now begin with Seches Nedarim in earnest. This is Perik Aleph Mishnah Aleph, Mishnah 1 1. There's actually a great deal going on in this Mishnah, and the Gemara divided into two separate Mishnahs, in fact. Um, but here, the first part of our Mishnah is talking about Kinuyim and Yadus. Now, let me explain that outside first before you see the words inside, and um, this topic actually will extend later on into the Perik. So, when it comes to Nedarim, a person um, has to certainly uh, mean to be accepting upon himself a neder. That is to say, he has to have piv v'libo shavin, his mouth and mind need to be in the same place, so he needs to intend to take on a neder. But he doesn't quite need to say what he means. Um, if he says something which is not a complete thought or, or um, a precise expression, but it's clear from the meaning, from the context, I should say, clear, clear from the context of what he's saying, what he means, so then he will indeed be bound by his netter, meaning his netter is effective. So this can happen in, in one of two ways, and they can actually work together. One is called kinui. Kinui is a substitute word, like a nickname oftentimes, but here in the context of the dharm, there are certain things where the, let's say the word korban, a, a, a classic phraseology one would use to effect a netter would be either davar ze asur alai, this thing is forbidden to me, or davar ze alai kakorban, this thing is forbidden to me as if it were a korban. Now, a substitute word for korban, which exists throughout the whole of Nadarim, is konam. Now, konam is like a, essentially a nonsense word. It doesn't mean anything. Um, it's a kinui. It's a substitute word. Um, but the word konam is understood to be referring to a korban, and therefore if a person says something is konam to him, it's as if he said it's like a korban, and therefore it's effective. That's a kinui, a substitute word. Um, now, the nature of this this substitute words, because there are actually many of them, as we see in the in the in this first parak here. So there's a machlokus between uh, Rav Yochan and Mishlakish in the Gemara. It's origin, how we came onto these things, these kinuyim. So according to Rav Yochanan, um, there were other languages of, of neighboring countries, let's say, um, who had like um, variant words or like corrupted words, um, which approximated the Hebrew word. And konam is like the way that some non-Hebrew speaking neighboring culture referred to korban, and then the Jews sort of adopted that. So it's like a, a word from another language, a corruption of the original word. That's Rabbi Yochanan. According to Rishlakish, it's actually the Kanum were made up intentionally by the rabbis. They were afraid that a person um, would say something like, you know, neder l'ashem, employing the shem Hashem, when he takes a neder, and, and therefore uh, they purposefully chose words which are not quite l'ashem of neder, not exactly the words that the Pasuk would use of neder, so that people would not... Um, um, combine it with a reference, an explicit reference to Shem Shemaim, to Hashem himself. Whatever the cases, those are kinuim, and they're effective, assuming that they are understood to be referring to something which is effective for uh, a neder and the like. The second thing is yados. Yados means like handles. It, the idea being that the, there's like, let's say, a main kli, a main utensil, and you can move the whole utensil by holding onto its handle. So the idea of a, a yad, or yados, is that... Um, it's not quite explicit. It wasn't a full, complete thought. The actual, um, the meaning is clear from the context, but the actual statement is not complete to say something is forbidden to me like a korban. It's some shorter version of that. Um, and as we'll see examples in the, in the mission, the point is even though you didn't say the full thought, because context makes it clear what you mean, although you're, you didn't say it out fully, you didn't say fully what you meant, it's clear what you meant, and therefore it's yes, effective. That's called yados, okay? Now, in our Mishnah, we'll actually have four different categories of, um, like, I'll call them nidre iser, categories of things that are effecting prohibition. 
not just Nadarim. You also have Haramim, Shvuos, and Nazirus. Um, so the idea is these are all um, similar-ish things, and as much as in the context of a Mishnah, they're all, um, we're talking about specifically things that affect Isser, prohibition on a person. Um, but there are nuanced differences. So a neder, we've said already in the introduction, people know, a neder is it's going on the chafetz, the object itself is forbidden to me. So I could say that um, when I take a neder, I could say um, either um, my hamburger is forbidden to me, or I could say my hamburger is forbidden to you, or I could say your hamburger is forbidden to you. Uh, all those three things, if I say either explicitly or implicitly forbidden to me or you as if it were a korban, it's effects in neder. That's neder. It's the hamburger being proscribed, prohibited to somebody. Um, one thing I couldn't do, of course, is say your hamburger is forbidden to you because it's not mine and I'm not you. Um, but in any case, the point of a neder is that it's going on the object as opposed to a shavua, which is going on the, on the gavra, on the person. So it's saying, I will not eat hamburgers. So it's going on me as opposed to hamburgers. And there are big differences um, in that. But the point is both um, can affect um, Isser, can hit prohibition. Now, don't forget that Nidarim could also be things like um, Nidre Hektesh. I'm setting aside, um, I'm committing now to to bring a certain, bring a cow as a Shlamim, let's say. It could also be a Nidre, but that's not the topic of our mission. Our mission is not talking about Nidre Hektesh, we're talking about Nidre Isser. Similarly, when it comes to Shavua, a shvuah is made to confirm something that one said is true, and you can have shvuahs that are confirming that you um, did or didn't do something. But uh, in the context of remission, really means it's a shvuah about um, that you uh, won't do something. Shvuahs can be either like did or didn't, or will or won't. So you can take a shvuah that you will or won't do something, and that could be in the context of iser, you won't do something. You also have charamim. Now, um, a cherem, the normal cherem is if you say something as cherem, it really means like... Um, you're making a prohibited so that you go to Kohanim. Um, you can also have such a thing as Cherem uh, Tibetic bias. Both of those things are kind of like more on the hectish side of things, um, where you're consecrating something to somebody else until it gets to their hands, the base of or Kohen, and a Stam Cherem is to Kohen. Um, but the context of our mission of the Pashas is notwithstanding that we're talking about like Charme Isser, that when a person something is Cherem, it means that the hamburger is forbidden to me, and we're meaning to pro- prohibit it for consumption. That's, those are haramim. And then finally you have naziros. So naziros, the nazir, is a topic all to itself. I will have the next masech, the masech is nazir. But the basic idea is that a nazir is someone who um, can't eat great products, he can't be exposed to tumas mace, corpse tuma, can't cut the hair on top of his head. Um, and uh, it's like a subset of nadarim. So the point is, a person could effect naziros, also making him or herself uh, forbidden to those things. Um, also it's kind of isser. So the point is that a person could use a kinui or yadus, or actually a combination of the two, kinui again, nicknames, yadus, incomplete sentence, um, or combining those two, to effect any of those four things. And that's what the Mishnah says. It says, kol kinuye nedarim kenedarim, any substitute words that are legitimate expressions of nedarim can effect nedarim. So you could say konam instead of korban. Haramim kaharamim, similarly goes if you use a nickname for um affecting cherem, so like, for example, like cherek or cherech, we'll see more uh, in a couple of Mishnahs here. You also have um, shvuas kashvuas, if you affect a shvua, but instead of saying shvua, you say shakuka, that's a kind of, of kinui. It's effective. And finally, naziros kenaziros, there's subsu words for a nazir, like, for example, a nazik or paziach. So if you use those terms, since they are understood to be referring to the relevant category of iser, so therefore, it's effective.
Now, the next part of the mission here is actually talking about Yadus. It doesn't say it explicitly. Okay, so really the Gemara says, well, something's missing here. So actually you sort of have like a chesri mechesri, you have missing words in the Mishnah, and the Mishnah really should read, kol yadus nadarim kinadarim, any yadus affects as if it was a full nether, and kinuyim nadarim kinadarim, also kinuyim affect a full nether, eluhen yadus nadarim, and then we're going to give examples of yadus here. So for example, now the next part of the Mishnah, also a little um, few words to explain what's happening here. So the, the what's happening here, the Mishnah sets up three possible um, predicates the sentence, then do possible subjects. So you have like, if a person says like uh, A, B, or C is the first half of his declaration, and then he says either, you know, punchline one or two, then it will, yes, be effective. So if you figure three predicates, two subjects, you have a total of six different things that could be said here. The Mishnah just says, um, if a person says one of these three predicates, for example, he says, Ha'omer l'chavero, he says to his friend, Mudrani mimach, um, you are Mudar, prohibited, like pushed away from a, by, like by neder from me, or mufrashni mimach. The second predicate is you are sep- separated. Um, you're, you're separated from from me, um, meaning meaning I'm separating myself from you. Is the way you probably understand it? I separate from you. I, I should have translated it better. Mudrani mimach means I separate myself from you, like. I separate myself from you. I separate myself from you. Distance. So those are the three predicates. And then for the subjects, and then a person finishes the sentence by saying either that I will not eat from your stuff or I will not even taste your stuff. Either or of those things. Um, then asur, then it's effective. Yes, it, it, it's effective as a nether. Which means when a person, if a person, for example, says one complete thought of being, for example, mudrani mimach she'eni ochalach. That's the first of the six, I'll call it. So then that's effective. Um, and the chiddush here is that there's no word in the sentence that says the word korban, that says the word iser. I'm just saying mudrani mimach. I'm like distance from you that I want to eat your stuff. There's no explicit mention of iser here, but it affects as if there was iser. That's why it's called yados. Okay, now throughout, throughout the whole of the parsha, of the the Mesechta, Lach means, which literally means like something to you, um, is understood to mean Mishelcha or Mishelach, meaning from your stuff. So even though it says She'eni Ochelach, I will not um, eat to you, it means I will not eat from your stuff, from your food. Okay? Um, that's the same for She'eni Toamlach, I won't eat, I won't even taste from your food, of your food. Uh, the difference between ochel and toem is very not so much. Um, a, a, an act of achila, eating, according to Torah law, requires eating at least um, the volume of a kazayas and olives amount, whereas toem, tima, tasting is even less than that. So the point is a person could make an iser of eating or just tasting, either or, both are effective. Um, and um, the gears we have here is she'eni, I shall not, that really sounds a lot more like a shavua talking about what I will or won't do, as opposed to um, the food being forbidden to me. But it's understood to mean that I'm that I'm saying your food is forbidden to me, as if it were a korban. Uh, there are other versions of the Mishnahis that say, She'ani ochel lach, as opposed to She'eni ochel lach. So then it means it's more like your food is forbidden to me, that I should need it. Um, it's more like neder sounding than a, than a She'eni ochel lach. But whatever the case is, this is definitely to be understood as a nether. 
So the point of our mission here is that if you combine one of these three product, pro, uh, predicates of Mudroni Mimach, Mufrash Mimach, or Murchak Mimach, and you add to them the punchline of the subject, either Sheni Ochelach or Sheni Tomlach, then Asur, that is effective as a nether. Now, what that means, the implication, is that if you only say just the first half, just say the predicate, then it would not be effective as an Isser. Meaning, for example, because if I say just the words Mudranimimach, Mudranim, like from Lashon, Neder, but I don't say like a Neder about what or what it's going on, so then it, it just sounds like I'm not going to speak with you. Okay? So there's no Isser being affected. Or if I say Mufrashnimimach, I'm, I'm separated from you, the implication is without saying, again, no, no punchline, I won't eat, just as I'm just Mufrash. I'm separated from you. So it sounds like just that I won't do business with you. If I say, I'm distanced I'm distanced from you, again, without a punchline, that sounds like I'm just not going to get close to you standing within your Dal Ramos. But none of those would, would be effective as a nether, but if I combine it with or then yes, it would be effective. Okay. Fine. Um, now, there's another expression, anilach. If I employ an expression of, of nidui, now nidui, the pashas is in Tanakamos, nidui, it's, it's um, like a, an expression of like, ex, of a banning, like excommunication and banning. So according to Tanakam, if I say menuda anilach, I'm menuda from you, something like that. So then that does not um, effect any kind of nether because it's not... The, the ban or excommunication, that, that kind of thing, ostracizing, whatever it is, doesn't e- implicate like something being forbidden like a korban. It just, therefore, wouldn't work. Okay? At Tanakamashita, but Rabbi Kiva wasn't sure. Rabbi Kiva haya chochech bazeh lahachmir. Rabbi Kiva would chochech from the Pashtas Lashen Chech, is a palate of the mouth. He kind of like went like. Like he, you know, smacked his lips. He like banged his lips together, making kind of sound that was not explicitly saying it's forbidden. But he was like just sort of showing his like sort of not certainty, but not approval of such an expression. So the point is, Lahachmir, since he wasn't sure, he said like better not. Meaning, if a person said Manuda Manude Ani Sheini Ochalach or something along those lines, so then um, he now should not be allowed to eat from that person. Uh, we should consider it to be an effective nether. Uh, although Rabbi Kiv himself agrees that since it's just a, like it's a question mark, it's, it's dubious, if a person actually went and violated his nether, using the expression of menuda, so then he would not be subject to uh, malchus, lashes. Whereas everyone agrees that if a person says something like, and then he eats that person's food, and with you know witnesses and warning in Mahasara, he t- he indeed would get um, would get lashes. Okay, now the next part of the mission, the final part, really, which is the second um, topic, and the Gemara has it as a second mission altogether. If a person says Kenidre Rishayim Nadar, he takes a nether using like a prefix of like the Nidre Rishayim. So, for example, a person says Kenidre Rishayim Hare Alai. Oh, see, I guess the first there are three cases here. There's going to be uh, Nazir, Korban, and Shavuah. So the first case, Nazir, he says, Kenidre Rishayim, Harani Nazir. Like the Nadarim of the wicked, I am a Nazir. So we're going to say Nadar that is effective um, because 
it is the kind of thing for it's it's, it's a Russia thing to do um, to take on to be a nazir. That is interesting. That's how you see um, the Gemara here in in the Dharm Daf Nun and Daf Yud. Excuse me, Daf Tes and Daf Yud. You see that um, in general to be, take a neder on, given that Hashem has enough Yisurim in the Torah already, uh, it's like uh, it's considered you know not a good thing to do, and the kind of thing only Russia would do, even for Nazirus. Uh, uh, worth noting the Ramban and Chumash, uh, he talks about when the person has to bring a chattas for being a nazir, he doesn't learn that way at all. He learns the opposite, that he's bringing a chattas from stepping down from that high level. Because it made the Mishnah here clearly learns that um, it's not a righteous thing to do to take on to become a nazir, etc. And therefore, um, if you say, Kenidja Rishayim, Harini Nazir, yes, that's effective. Similarly, if a person says, Kenidja Rishayim, Harayalai Karban, I accept it for myself to, as a neder, to bring a certain offering. Again, that's not a, a good thing to do in as much as uh, a person's liable to fail to bring it in time and then be over the Isra of Baal Ta'acher. But if he says it, it's effective, and now he has to bring the korban he committed to. And similarly, if he, uh, shvua, if he says, like the Nidre Rishayim, I take a Shavua not to eat this loaf of bread, something like that, then he's bound because... That's the kind of thing that in Russia would do to take such a shvua. And you're not supposed to take shvuas or nadarm uh, or nazirus on. Uh, therefore, in contrast, says the Mishnah, if a person says kenidre kasherim, I take an edge like the kasherim, like the you know, the righteous upright people, take the nadarm. So then lo amar klum, then he has said nothing, meaning that's not a binding neder, because a kasher doesn't take a neder. Upright people don't take nadarm, and therefore, by saying like hareni, like if I say. Um, that's nothing, because Kesherim don't become Nazirim, so it doesn't make sense. Therefore, he's not bound. But if he says, says the Mishnah finally, a Nadava as opposed to a, a Neder um, is like a voluntary offering, but the difference is when it comes to a Neder, you're taking an obligation on yourself. Um, as opposed to on some specific animal, and therefore you have to bring it no matter what, even you know, if there's no specific animal, if the animal you dedicated to be your fulfillment of your nether gets lost, you have to bring a new animal. So that is not a good thing to do. But nidvosam, kinidvosam, the nidava, where a person says a specific animal is a voluntary gift to the base of mikdash. So kasherim do make nidavos like that. And that being the case, if a person says kinidvosam, like the the nidavos, the voluntary gifts of kasherim, harini nazir, then, yes, he would be bound, because that is the kind of thing. Same goes, or, Kinevosam shall kasherim hare zekoramon. For instance, says, like the, you know, like the voluntary gifts of upright people, this is a korban. Yeah, and that's binding, as the Mishnah says. Nadar benazir of a korban. If he tries to affect Nazirus, he's an expression of Kinevosam, or like a korban, Kinevosam. Then, indeed, Nadar, his nether is effective, and it's binding, and this animal is now the gift of the Besamekdash, or he is himself bound to be a Nazir, as the case may be.